0: Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name's Dwight Skull. My name's Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell Tell your your story.
1: story. So another way that we would suggest for a newbie to go, once they dip their foot in a little bit with a full-fledged pre-made.
0: And a full-fledged pre-made would be like, um, it could be a book or something along those lines where you're following along the entire adventure and they have everything strung out from like levels two to six or something. Yes, yeah. Another way you could go
1: is stringing together one to two session game. Like, oh, there's a mini dungeon that somebody made that's designed for one session. I'm going to pair that with another one and another one. And then have a little bit of a, and this is the groundwork they would have at this point. I need a reason for them to be together. I need to create a, another story that's connecting all these
0: together together but the day-to-day sessions are already taken care of. Right. So the concept here is um, you're taking these one-off pre-made adventures and stringing them together into something that is somewhat cohesive. And to be fair, if you look at some of the pre-mades, most of the pre-mades, if you're looking at even longer-term adventure, the hook is like a paragraph mm-hmm. to string the entire thing together, You know, something along the lines of, The drow are coming out from the Underdark, and your team must stop them. It's like, we're level two. What are you talking about? Well, no, you'll be level 20 by the time these last, you know, by the time we go through these six books, you'll be level 20, and you'll be able to stop the Horde. Okay, fine. You're exploring the ruins of Castle Greyhawk, and then you find a
1: god trap. You're
0: exploring ruins. Why not? Um, Or you're in the Temple of Elemental Evil, because you are. And... You're trying to stop, I guess, elemental evil. So I mean you need to stop the vampire at the bottom of the castle or even loft. Yeah. The 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 means that D and D most notable pre-mades have been using to, I guess, hook the players has been maybe a paragraph or a sentence at best. So the bar is not set too high for you here. So what you can do is simply, if you know what pre-made you're gonna play next, you can just leave some sort of clue. And maybe you just start stringing together a, like, I don't know, think of like a, a Moriarty for a Sherlock Holmes, right? And your players are the Sherlock Holmes, and they discover that um, all the little weird things that Sherlock has been doing are all connected to one person, one organization that's trying to you know, take over the world, you know, to quote pinky in the brain or something like that. And so what ends up happening is you can start stringing these one-offs together where it feels maybe ha- ad hoc, but at the end of it, you can start basically just leave a note. That's just starts leaving as are rummaging through the rooms as are rummaging through the stuff. They might find a diary. They might find some correspondence and the correspondence is very cloak and dagger, you know, um, Something along the lines of, you know, please do, you know, please, please make sure that the villagers can't, you know, bring in their harvest this year. I mean, that might be the hook. And the re- they find a note that just says there's a person telling this person that you just killed who was doing that to do this to this this village. And after a while, you know, they start to keep finding these notes and maybe everything's always signed with just initials, right? You know, G H. Okay, who in the world is GH? And how in the world do we keep finding these notes from GH all the, sing- all the time after these things, after these one-off adventures? Something big is happening here. And at that point, you can just, at this point, you can look at, I've strung up together maybe six or seven pre-made one-off adventures. Maybe during this time, you can start to model after that. You know, you can mm-hmm. kind of model on it and see what you're doing right or wrong in this entire thing. So... I mean, we'll have a whole episode on kind of how to do that better, but I just want to let you know, like, really the next step is to take, as a a newbie GM, really just take some of these free resources you can find. Um, I believe there used to be a ton of them on Wizards of the Coast. I'm not sure if that's the case now. But you can just look for D&D, put in your version number, Pathfinder, put in your version number, pre made Adventures. I know there are some really cheap Kickstarters out there. We don't, I mean, not Kickstarters, Patreons out there for that sort of stuff. You can get involved in any of those. Um, the point is, the nice thing about this is that you can start to see how you can take all these premades and just start moving your, your players through levels and just start having them play through some stuff that you don't have to actually do a lot of prep work on. And you can also start to study them. Study how they work. Study, you know, did they have to do a full map? Did they give me a full map? Is it, you know, they were really concentrated on the dungeon versus something else. And really just see what you can do to weave a coherent storyline throughout. And the, my easiest, the easiest way to do it is to just say every person, every big bad boss person at the end of these little one-offs is working for or being directed by a nebulous other person. And then you can string enough of these together so that you can basically create this nebulous third person. Make sure that they're about, I would say, it depends on what you want to do. If this is going to be the end of your campaign, then you can have them be like maybe two levels above your team. And if you listen to our podcast yesterday, you know that two levels could actually mean the death of one or more of the players. But if it's the last thing you're going to do, that could be a very heroic death, which is kind of a nice way to go out. Having character death is if you're going to do it, it needs to be memorable
1: to move the plot along for the character.
0: well, it doesn't have to be it, but it, it, it's, it's better in it's, my opinion It's easier
1: for the player because it's oh I died, but I died for a good cause. It's not, oh,
0: the thief slipped on his thing and he got a poison dart trap to the eye. yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, I'd like to I like to try to kill my players off um in a st- in a story plot line as opposed to. Well, you rolled a 1 and I rolled a 20 and I rolled max damage and we did this three more times and yeah, you got killed. Now that said, if the player's not being smart and they keep trying to do things to get themselves killed, I'll kill the player. Mm -hmm. But I don't like to just kill the player because there were some really weird random rolls that caused them to be dead dead. Um, like I might fudge some rolls at that point, just mm-hmm. a little bit and be like, oh, you're at negative seven health, which means you're still alive, but you're not doing well. And at which point the team can jump into action, you know, give you a quick heal spell just to stabilize you and then see about maybe extricating themselves from the fight or something like that, you know, so that it's okay. Anyway, regardless, um, this is how I would string together numerous, one-off adventures and then in tomorrow's episode we'll talk about how you then finish that out and that would be by creating your own little one-off adventure with the big bad that's been kind of orchestrating all these other small side uh, quests see you tomorrow hey thanks for listening and for more resources please go to skullrpg.com